Welcome everyone to another program with your host Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. It is always an honor and a schuss to be able to do this program. It is something that we look forward to. It is something that we feel honored to do. And with Siata Deshmaya, we look forward to having a successful program with a lots of messages, callers. The number, if you'd like to call up, is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I would just like to mention that I am listening online at the website, and I'm hearing a different song, not us in the background. Uh, okay. I hear Shweki singing. I just want Yeah, maybe is there a way to make sure just that this yeah, yeah, is being okay. recorded? Let me just see. Okay, right now. Yeah, as as long as the program is being recorded, it's okay, we can do it at another time. Is it being recorded? Yeah, yeah, yes, everything is recording. Yeah. Excellent, everything is working great. So for those who would like to call up, ask a question, the number to call is 718 683 Or, listen, what is the number for people that they can text their questions? Okay, 347 9278398. 347 9278 I, don't. I just okay, let me see where, I where we am, where am I? Because Iran just did something here. I don't get it. I don't get where is the angle. It shows me that it was open 36 minutes ago. Uh, you know, can you send it to an email? Maybe I'll get it this way and I'll address okay, it until so, okay. we get the hangouts working. Let me set let because we have quite a few texts to, right now. Uh, let yeah, me just I'd love see. to take them. Okay, let me just yeah. see what uh, this no as as usual. The devil is on the Yeah, the Sultan is getting involved. Okay, let me you know what? Let me read you one second. Let me just sure. I just, I just uh, Ah, see. I hear it now. Now it started playing on the on the internet, on the computer. Now. It's okay now. Yeah, now it's it's starting now. Somehow there's a delay. Yes, okay. Of like me, five minutes. Let me just okay. First of all, uh, I have one year that, uh, dear Rabbi Weinberg, thank you so much for everything you do. I'm getting a tremendous uh, amount. Uh, please like, uh, please like some awareness on compulsive liars. Uh, what exactly it is, and does the person knows that they're lying? <laughs> is it genetic? A lot of question on this question. It's something you can heal. What short? Uh, what sort of uh, therapy? As well, I would like to know me as school and now workmate of compulsive liar. Is there anything I can do? To either help her or at least not feed her, not feed her illness. Thank you so much of advance. I still going doing a year teachers training workshop. Okay, thank you. I thought, okay, so I hope you got it all the. <laughs> sure, but we got the idea. Yeah. 
All right. So the short version is as follows. Compulsive lying is a term that we're using for someone that is lying a lot. And they're doing it at a level that it's almost doesn't make sense, like you're catching them at their mistakes, and they're still doing it. And to a level where you don't want to interact with them. You don't want to, let's say, be around them. You don't believe what they're saying. I have a couple of people, I don't like saying a lot, but very few, but there's still two or three people that I think of, and I don't use the compulsive liars because they might not be compulsive liars, but they definitely have a way of hearing a story and adding on so much to the story or changing the story that it very little resembles the truth. That when they say a story, my, I don't even like believe it. I don't even listen. I go, okay, so that's their version of the story. I wonder what really happened. And this is the way I deal with them. Now, let's first understand what compulsive lying is. So the person asks, is it a genetics? Are they lying? Uh, like, are they, do they know that they're lying? So I'd like to understand, first, if we go into the concept, why would a person lie? And when we understand why a person will lie, then we can see how you deal with it and what's going on. So most of the time, a person will lie when they don't feel safe. Not feeling safe means if I tell the truth, things won't get better. Or if I tell the truth, something will happen to someone. Or if I tell the truth, someone will be angry at me. Or if I tell the truth, I might lose something. So let's get this concept. The concept is that when we need to do something, when we need to say something and there's a risk of us not being successful or of us being hurt, then what happened was we might change it. We might change the story a little. Another time that when a person might choose to lie is if they are feeling that the truth isn't interesting enough. They're not interesting enough, and people might not be interested in speaking to them. So if I add on a little salt and pepper, if I tell you a story that you would like, then that will be great. If, you tell, if I tell you a story that you might like, then you'll hang around me. Then you'll listen to me more. Even though they know in the long run it might come out that they're lying, or they know in the long run it's not beneficial to them, but in the short run, at least I got an interest. At least I got your attention out. So they are doing it either out of a safety mechanism, that they're afraid, or the other way around, they're afraid of losing you and they need attention. The danger is that when this person learns to get attention from this negative path, now it becomes compulsive. It means compulsive means it becomes a way of life. The way they get attention is by lying. The way they get attention is by changing the truth. And they're not dealing with a core issue of, I'm safe. The truth is so much more interesting. I once read a bit of a, an interview of a person that has done many, many, many bad things. And when he was being interviewed by the police officers or the FBI, whatever it was, and they were telling him, you're lying. He goes, why would I lie? The truth is so much more fun. You know, people lie because they're afraid of the truth. But if you're really confident, you appreciate yourself, you're, com you're peaceful with the strengths, you're peaceful with your weaknesses, you can now address them. You could be honest. You can say what they are and let's deal with it. 
So that means that when people get into compulsive lying, they're stuck in a pattern because they, for whatever reason that they need, and they're afraid. So the therapy that we do for them is to work on their inner fears. Why are they lying? How can they be confident with what they have and with where they are? Now we can answer your questions. Do they know that they're lying? Well, the question is if they call it lying. Embellishing a little on the truth to them might not be lying, but to you it is. To them, making up a complete story is lying. To them, they're working on the truth, so therefore they don't see it as completely lying. Then, to the next component, is it genetic? Don't know about that, but I do know if you're in an environment of liars, you will learn that this is the way you tell stories. This is the way that you speak to others, which is you embellish on truth and they don't think it's lying. And if someone tells them a story, they will start drilling them almost like a prosecutor is drilling that, law, that person on the witness stand. Did you mean this? Did you do that? And a regular person feels like, what are you doing to me? I just told you a simple story. But by them, because they were raised in an environment where the stories are very likely embellished or added on, so the way we find out what's the real truth is you double-check and you triple-check. How could you say you're there at 7 o'clock if you told me at 7.30 you were there? It takes at least 45 minutes to get there. Oh, no, so really left 6.45. Ah, so you weren't there all the way till 7. You left at 6.45. But how can you be there at 7.30 and then do this? So by drilling you, they get the full story, the truthful story. So that's what was done with them. So when people are raised in environments of compulsive liars, or of environments where people don't tell the truth or they embellish on the truth, they learn to speak that way, and they learn that this is normal. The next question, how do workmates deal with this? Well, you haven't sent us the age, so we have no idea how old you are. We have no idea how old your workmate is. We have no idea about what even the compulsive lying is about. Is it about what he or she ate for lunch? Is it about what happened in their family? Is it about work that they did that they never did? So it really depends on the situation. It depends when or what. Is it that they are spreading lies about other people, that this person said this or that person has said that? So we need a lot more information to actually answer your question on a detailed level. But the awareness about compulsive lying, I think we've done a pretty good deal with that. Rabnissa, what do you say to that? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to to answer the phone together. I just, sure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that uh, couldn't uh, try to stay. Yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's take another question. Let's see if that person follow it up. Uh, one second. Uh, the other question is uh is uh Mr. Boenberg uh. I have a question regarding my therapist. It's legal to make a client wait in the waiting room for 15, 20 minutes. And is it legal? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is legal, sure. <laughs> I have a different question to them. I recently took one of my kids to a doctor, and I had to wait about 45 minutes, and that's normal. And if anyone is out of the country, like those of you that live in Canada... It's normal to wait for a regular doctor about two hours. I, I, I had to go recently to a specialist. It was an hour and a half wait. So this is where I get a little frustrated because I'm the therapist. Why is it that if a therapist is running 10 to 15 minutes late, P 
people are so frustrated, but yet it's normal to wait at a doctor for an hour to an hour and a half, and you're frustrated, but that's just normal, and you don't even complain. Rabnissa, what would you say is the answer to that? I'm still trying to figure this out. I think I think that people go to therapists. <laughs> Maybe that's why those are going to therapists are having the lack of ability to deal with stress or lack. And maybe these people, when they do go to a doctor's office, they you know there's always those people. Yo, why am I waiting so long and all that stuff? So yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. So yes. Legal, of course. Legal breaking the law means something is illegal, means it's a government thing. And let's realize this way, because me especially, after my third or fourth client in a row, I could be 15 to 20 minutes late. And once in a while, if a client would make a comment, I would tell them, okay, I am willing to be on time at your appointment, but on one condition, that when your slot is over at 45 minutes, that means at 40 minutes I am done talking, we do whatever we need. At 45 or at 44, you're out of that door no matter what's going on. Do you want that? No, I go, so let's understand this. You want me to be a human. You want clients to be human. You want me to treat you like a human. And that means that if something comes up last minute, i got to give you an extra five minutes or even ten minutes. Because that's what we do if that comes up. So that's okay for you to get it, but when I need to give it to someone else, then it's not okay? And we deal with humans. So that is an important point that we mention and that we, that we bring out. So I don't know if someone's waiting 15 minutes. First of all, legal is like you're breaking the law. That means there has to be a mandated law by the government saying a therapist must be on time and for absolutely no reason can you be late. That's not something that the laws will make. Is it nice? For people to wait 15, 20 minutes, it depends where. If you're going to a human therapist, then yeah, you can expect to be 15 to 20 minutes at least by me. Someone comes, we try to be on time. Today, I could actually be very proud that I was within three to five minutes late, almost each client. But then again, since I am a therapist and since people come in, it's not like a, you must be done at this time. If someone comes in with a bigger issue, I'm not going to throw them out the minute the time's up. We'll treat them with the respect that I would expect to be treated by me. I mean, if someone would be treating me. Yes. Uh, I would say, you know what, uh, it, worse than this, you know, we're going, when we're going to an uh, I mean, uh, emergency room, you know, sometimes you can wait all night. That's right. Uh, and, uh, it's, but it's, this is my question. Like, I get that many times with therapists. And I wonder why is it that with therapists we have this, higher expectation that waiting 10 minutes is terrible. I, I would say with it that that's a, with the, the people that really need help. I'm sorry to tell it, you know. Yeah, yeah. People don't yeah. have the ability to, to facing a many times problem and reality to get reality. The other question is, it's, it's the same, exactly the same, uh, but this is a little bit tricky. And also if it's allowed, the therapy, is the therapist allowed to answer phone calls during session. This is, a, I would say this is a different... Of uh, course. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, answering the phone calls means. Are they doing secretary work? So, so let's put it this way. The therapist, that 45 minutes that's put aside is yours. That's clearly. Are there ever emergencies where a therapist might need to answer the phone call? Sure. So, for example, those therapists, those clients that come to me know that because... I deal with a lot of people, and sometimes as a doctor, the only time I would answer a call in the middle of a session 
is if it's a psychiatrist, a doctor calling, because it's very hard to get through to doctors. And when they're available, we need to make sure we get through, we give the right information. So then I will tell the client, I'm sorry, I need about three to five minutes. But it's not on your time, which means you will get an extra five minutes. Or if it's my immediate family, and my family knows not to call me during session time, so then again, I am being human. And then we have a secretary that screens it. So the secretary's note to say, please, we'll call back later or things like that. So again, should a therapist answer phones during? Absolutely not. It's disturbing the therapeutic relationship. It's disturbing the session. We're talking about you. Are there times that a therapist might need to answer the phone call? Just like everyone else, we're human again. And there are responsibilities and situations where it's necessary. And you will get that same benefit if you, let's say, needed a psychiatrist and needed a doctor. And now the doctor needs to speak to you. You're in there. They need information. Then, yes, that is what we try to get ourselves available to do. So, no, answering phones is not appropriate during your session. Yeah, as you said, it could be that an emergency or stuff like this. You know, this is something. But this again, I would say that any any profession that um, you know respect himself and doing this job wouldn't take any phone call in the middle of uh, you know dealing with a client. That's right. Okay. The yeah. other the other question is uh, one second. Let me just go back to my text. Uh, is uh where is it one second a family member that come into your family into the family and cannot uh be pleased and cannot accept things that are different than in air or is family and feel that everyone is hurting air is when all everyone does to try is to try to please her is is this that disorder? Please explain. Well, again, now we're making a subjective comment, which means let's let's understand this. That means someone saying that I'm just seeing. I got a message, so I'm just trying to see if this is. Oh, someone is responding to messages. I wonder how they're hearing it. I guess they might be hearing it online. So they're saying they only give you 30 minutes. Not every therapist gives a full session. So yes, which means today's days, because insurance is paying less, uh, many times what is happening is that you're able to bill a 44-minute session if you give 31 minutes. So what therapists and agencies are starting to do now is certain some of them they're trying to get two clients in in an hour. Again, remember, people have to make a parnasa. The therapists have to make a parnasa. The agency has to be able to support the overhead, heating, managing, everything. Those are overheads. So now they're starting to cut down therapy sessions to 31 minutes because now that's the legal number. So I wasn't going to talk about it, but if this person sent me the message, so yes. Um, someone has sent... So go ahead. What was the question of Garibnison that we were saying? Okay, so... Here's a message someone sent me for the radio. Sometimes people have challenges, and the main goal is to do what is right for Hashem that is taking care of themselves. However, people make it much more difficult for the person in the challenge if they push them many nonsensical comments. Example, a single with mental health issues may look 
no, may look normal to you. So why aren't they getting married? Because right now they may be getting better. Just because someone is 23, it doesn't mean that they need to get, I'm assuming, married. Let me find it. Right, it means they have to need to get married. Don't assume now every single girl has an issue. Moral, if someone wants their privacy and the challenge, give it to them. On the other hand, people may be helping themselves in their own way. doesn't mean I'm single. Just an example that many can relate to. All right. Right, and what you're saying is about judgment. Not We're trying not to judge. Yep, someone sent a message. My therapist schedules her appointments one hour apart. Yes. And my therapist gives 15 minutes between clients. So, you know, each one does what they would like. So it definitely depends. So really this is a concept that that it's got a lot of people, let's say, feelings with the times, how much time I have with a session, how much time is the therapist giving me. These are all important steps to realize waiting, no therapists are human. And as this last message is sort of saying about judgments, not to judge people. And it's very true because people do ask, why aren't you married? What's going on? Are you dating? Are things happening? Each of these things is something that because Baruch Hashem, there's such a shefa, we're in this cookie-cutter world. And in this cookie-cutter world, why are you not married at 23? Why don't you have... You know, $100,000 at 24. Why don't you know Shas at 28? Why don't you have 15 kids already at, you know, at 29? There are such expectations. Why aren't you a Talmud Chacham, a millionaire, and be married, and already have grandchildren at 32? There is such a pressure that we have today. Like, this one has it. Now everyone's got to do it. Or this one's showing how easy it is. And it's not. Life is a lot more difficult than people are recognizing that people are doing. In fact, I'm hearing more and more in the news a completely different subject, Rebnison. But people are talking about because people that are working 10 years, 15 years in a company or in places, they're getting burnt out. What people are talking about now is doing, getting paid for five days and only working four-day week loads. Now, all the workers love it. And the companies are thinking about liking it because people are burned out. People don't have a life in what they're doing. And a large part is just what we're talking about, this cookie-cutter expectation. Enough of it. It's sick. Where is the peacefulness, the living our lives, being able to move? We have now cutting the, the tradition and we have a, a, a Mrs. H online. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Mrs. H, welcome, and welcome to the program. Yes, I wanted to ask my question. What can cause a person, like, in the middle of life to be, like, I don't know if bored is the word, or from routine, not having any drive to do routine and daily things? Well, can you give me roughly an age of the person? Uh, 28. Give me me a five-year age. How old? 28. Okay, let's ship the question to you, and this way we can grow and, and sort of develop it. If this 28-year-old person is, yeah. let's say, married and has children, does this person have children, married and yeah, children? Yes, sure. It's okay. me, I can tell you. Oh, 
Okay, then that's even better because you happen to sound. So let's go take it to you. And again, only if you're comfortable sharing this on air. So okay. if I would ask you, what would make yeah. a 28-year-old person not have an interest, not have an excitement? Um, in the past, like I was driving on goals and um, and all of a sudden I reached what I wanted to reach and I lost my passion. That's true. You just hit it on the nail. Those are one of the reasons why people lose their drive. So now let me ask you a now, question. Yeah. What's, what do you think people that have those drives do once they reach their goal? But they have their drive. They want to keep their success. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I keep on looking. Drive. Yes, but I don't know. I, I, I would call it like depression because I like push myself and push myself. Let's and not use the word depression. Now you use the word burnout. Now we can use the word burnout. burnout. That's a whole new subject. Yes. Burnout yeah, is what we're that, just saying, that the studies are coming up where people that are working, they're losing their interest, and what yeah. they're saying is it's not worth it. It's not worth it to work so hard, so I don't want to take upon myself another subject like this, another project. It's way too hard. Yes, when and I think back to people life. get burned out. Of course, that is the danger of burnout. So what burnout means yeah. is think about you have a pilot light, you've got this whole flame going, but then the then this whole flame burnt the entire piece of wood now. Or that whole tree, so yeah. this gorgeous, huge fire is going as long as the tree is burning. But what happens once it burnt itself out? There's no yeah. fire left. Now, so let's try the... it differently. What would happen if you would not have worked that hard? It means you would work hard, but not overly hard, and you're enjoying yourself. So to give an example, those are the steps how you prevent burnout. You're doing it because you like it. And you're doing it at a level that if you would remain at this level for the next 20 years, you'll be happy. So that means you had time to have friends. That means you had time to enjoy your children. That means you had time to enjoy your husband. It means you had time to enjoy your family. Okay. That means you even took a break of the concept. So I'll share with you an example. I'm doing now, Baruch Hashem, the parenting workshop this week. My son's going to be like the seventh workshop. And I was at the beginning finding myself, I'm not going to enjoy it for eight weeks. I don't have a life. I can't go anywhere that evening. I do the Yiddish and an English parenting workshop, and we do the radio programs. And I do a Komavasa program. I was almost dreading it. And then I realized, hold on, I see what's going on. Eight, two months of my life I need to put on hold. That's not what I want. And what I realized was I took, a four, I took almost a week vacation. We even took a break here, and I went with, I was in Eretz for just three, four days and took a little vacation Whatever, with my wife, it was fantastic, and I did it in the middle. And everyone even appreciated it, so they had time. They had like a week break to listen to the information. Then yes, I realized, so now how oh, can I like, how can I like to I just need to hear how I did it, and then we can take it okay. to you. And I, it's also for everyone listening. Then I realized, it's Hanukkah. And I don't mean it's Hanukkah. Baruch Hashem, it was Hanukkah in the middle of the parenting workshop. However, I need to finish in eight weeks. And I realized, no, Hanukkah, I don't want to do the, the program. I don't know how many parents would be able to listen, but still, I want to be able to be a human. Mm -hmm. So the minute I did the parenting workshop, with two breaks of a week in the middle, so instead of doing it in eight weeks, it took ten weeks, I'm loving it. It's exciting because I'm able to do it, live my life, and work hard. Now, how mm -hmm. can you take upon yourself a project that you like, 
but you know it's going to be balanced where you take care of your family, you take care of yourself, and the project Mertzeshem will get done. Um, I don't think I'm up to that point where I can take upon another project. First, I have to be able to function normally. Ah, so now let's, let's t- discuss another situation. So in the workshop that we have stress to inner peace, we discuss the concept that's more known in the world out there called self-care, that I prefer a term called recharging your batteries, because that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Self-care is people say I have to take care of myself, but like, it's, it's almost like a cheesy word that people don't like it that much. When I changed the words, I think even one of our listeners years ago gave me the recommendation. I think I took it from them. Recharging your batteries. So if I would ask you, what can you do? What's your nature to recharge your battery? So, for example, after this workshop, when I'm done, even though I took the breaks, I haven't scheduled it in yet. I'm trying to see where, but I will probably need like 24 hours of going somewhere and away from everyone. Like, I need quiet. Like, Rav Nissen, me and him, we're discussing, like, behind the scenes that there's a lot going on right now in my life, Baruch Hashem stuff, but I need quiet right now. Mm-hmm. And that's to recharge my battery. There's a lot going on. So I would ask you, what are your skills? So I am a person that when I need to recharge my battery, I need a nature. I need quiet and, like, away from everything. Mm-hmm. But I keep on thinking that, like, okay, so I'm going to take care of myself, but when I have to go back to routine, I'm going to no, fall, no, fall no, back no, into no, that You're not going back to routine. You're not allowed to think about routine as long as you're recharging. Uh-huh. Recharging is you're now away from everything. Mm-hmm. I'm so if like burnt thing, out that even that yes, even taking so care understand. of myself is hard. I so appreciate what you're sharing. You are real. You're normal. <laughs> normal. Do you know how sad like it is so how normal. many therapists come into the field and they get burnt out? It's so sad because they don't know the self care. They don't understand this concept of recharging their battery. They don't know yet the rules that they can't help every single person in cases or situations. It's too hard. They get into that, and they do two, three such cases, and they go, I can't believe I'm in this field. i got to get out of it. I can't handle. Imagine, imagine I need to make a parnos, and I have to have 25 such people. Three of such cases, and I'm burnt out. The answer is, no, no, we balance it. You've got easier cases, medium cases, and there are harder cases. You balance be how I much have you can handle and when you can handle. What? Could be I have to... Uh, um could be I have a too big um, expectation of routine, so that's that's what exactly it as well. That's what we help you recognize as well. Maybe currently, right now, what you call routine is already overextending yourself, so you're yeah. not even able to relax or let your bodies recharge. You're still pushing and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. We share this concept in psychology. This is like old information, like thirty, forty years old, and it's called about the adrenals, the, adre- the adrenaline gland in the body is, let's say, when there's an emergency, all of a sudden it gives us a boost of energy and we could run or do what we have to do. You know, many times when we're tired, like a hot solar member, uh, a member, all of a sudden there's a call, something going on, all of a sudden their adrenaline kicks in and they can do it even though they're exhausted. In Mm -hmm. animals, adrenaline, which is the way it's supposed to be, only works when there's an immediate threat. The minute Mm -hmm. the threat passes, the adrenaline, the adrenal glands in the body, calms down and now the body is weaker. And it allows itself time to be weaker. And while it's weaker, it's recharging itself. So that's normal. I used extra energy. I now need to let my body be weak. Two interesting things about us humans. A, the adrenaline can get turned on just by imagination. 
so an animal might see a lion or a bear, all of a sudden it's petrified, so it turns on, then it runs to safety, it's safe, it calms down. But how about us humans, where if we think we're going to be attacked, we think someone's not going to like us, we think if we don't clean the house that's spick and span, or we make a certain amount of money, or people know our names in the streets, or people ask us for advice, all these perceptions that people have what's covered, or who's a respectable man, who made it in life, and we're, or we see someone else get that covered, and not us, automatically our adrenal glands turn on, even if there is no real threat. So our brain is working on being attacked the whole time. It's not calming down, step one. And step two happens that because we're perceiving it for long term, because like, like you're saying, let's say your way of living is such a level of almost like the adrenaline has to work full time, then our body goes into stress, and then our body starts saying, I don't want this. And then what the body does after a certain amount of time is, I'm just going to shut you down because I need to recharge. Yes, yeah, so it's like a way of recharging, of asking for a recharging. That's right. right. Now, when you do it and you're burnt out and you're still doing the jobs, then you're not allowing the batteries to recharge. So uh-huh. today's days, it's a harder muscle that I give, but in the older days, it was an easier. When I say older days, we're talking about just 10 years ago. Today, you can talk on a cell phone while it's recharging. In the good old days, which we still have today, you know those batteries, rechargeable batteries? You need to unplug them from the tape recorder. You need to unplug them from whatever it is that they're charging. You need to put them in the wool to recharge. And then, so you have to shut it down. It has to recharge, and then you can use it again. The human body is still a little like those batteries where we need to do that. Uh Uh-huh. So you actually need to shut down. And the concept when we teach people in our office, those that go through this situation, is this is what we're explaining to them. You Mm -hmm. need to realize that shutting down sleep is not a waste of time. Sleep is recharging your body. While you're recharging, your brain is working. While you're recharging, your body is able to cleanse itself so much more than we're awake. A large process is happening, and it's called the recharging process. And people that don't sleep enough, the body is not able to recharge. The body is not able to do what it needs to do. Uh-huh. I understand. Yeah. So, it's so what are you hearing, So You explained it. So I wouldn't use the word depressed at all. Baruch Hashem, you don't sound depressed at all. Right well, now, Well, you are. Not. It's exhausted. Exhausted. Exactly, but I... need a new way of thinking, an easier way of thinking. Yes, that's not easy to change. So I guess the main thing is a little self-care. I'm going back to myself. That's right. Or use the word... Recharging. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Enjoy uh-huh. starting to recharge and give yourself the space and start thinking, when I have that thought, what can help me recharge? What can help me just be at ease in this situation? Mm-hmm. I understand. So, I don't know. I feel like it's more like because I was living on such dry feel like when I go back to routine, I'm going to work so hard as before, so I'm, like, scared to go back to routine. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. That makes sense. And here's, again, we have someone work with you. So I'm not going to use the word therapist, but imagine there's someone that you can discuss, discuss ways to recharge, and this person will tell you, don't worry, I'll meet you once a week, and we'll discuss how when you start doing tasks, you do it balanced, because you might need to have someone just guide you a little. Uh-huh. How do you do it on a balanced level? That's right. Uh-huh. And sometimes we come from families where people are go-getters. Like they're very yeah. driven. 
and they're not good modelers for calming down. They might be models. They might be great, um, you know, like like great role models for helping others. They might be great role models that when you've got to push through, they'll push through. But we mm-hmm. also need role models to how do you calm down, how do you take a break. That, right, that's I, what I feel I need, a model on how to be balanced. Like, I don't even have that picture in front of my eyes. That's right, exactly, that. and that's sometimes where a therapist can help you. And, like, just get that image. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we help do as well, slowing it down, calming it down, and how to do it. Yes. Yes, that's right. Thank you. You hit it on the nail. My okay. entire yes, pleasure to be able to much. do this because it's so right. important. Okay, good night. Yes, beautiful, beautiful Thanks. question. Have a wonderful evening. Harvinissen, who's yes. next on air? What? Or the, for those listening, those calling up, we'd like to have you call up 718-683-5858. yes. Okay, one second, one second. I just I want to add something. But all, oh, I, please, I, I, I wasn't sure if you're on or if you're doing technical stuff. I wanted to hear yeah, what yeah. you have to say about that. I want, I want to add, you know, sometimes recharging, you know, sometimes we have a recharger, the wrong recharger, it doesn't recharge, you know. So uh, it's also different of uh, how to connect yourself to recharger. And look at the good stuff that you have around it. This is something, look at the positive stuff. You know, many times we're trying to be recharged and it doesn't work. Uh, we're taking vacation here, taking a day off, but it doesn't do nothing, you know. The, the idea also that to know how to recharge. And as you said, um, take someone with you. I would say that maybe it's the spouse. That, and look on the good stuff. Look, try the good and what do you call it, on the cup. Beautiful, very, very important. And if it's not, it's yes. not full, uh, but at least you have a cup. You know, people who say that look at the half cup, the full, but no. Even it's not full. Even it's Start not half. appreciating. That's what you're saying. Yes. Be grateful. It's Gratitude. Gra- no, they call take you out, talk with your husband, talk with your friends. See what the good things about you. Said so you achieved, your, your, according to the lady, she achieved a lot of stuff. And I believe so. So look at this, what achievement, what they did. You know, you create a beautiful house. That's what you can go. And just don't make, I, I would say people create like kind of imagination, imaginary target. And when they reach it, you feel like, like okay, I did it. And this is not the point. The point is to go build yourself slowly, slowly. And look what, what on a good benefit, you know, what is good, good around you. And even you're tired, everything, look around, and so many times, you know, just, oh, I'm tired. But look what you have. You have roof on your roof. You have kids around you. You have husband. You have business. You have that. You know, things about it. Because just to make a, you know, I, I know many people that go to vacation and come back from the vacation tired and. Dr- I agree. So d- true. Drain from this vacation. Drain. And then now we have to pay the bills. You have to build this. And. Uh, it, it doesn't help them. It's, uh, I it's, agree with you. Okay. If you just run away, there isn't a goal. Like if people go on vacation, but they're not slowing down, or they're busy going because people said to do that, there's, they're not recharging themselves correctly, so true what you're saying, then it's terrible. Then they won't get anywhere. That's right. We need to know what to do it and how to do it. Yes. 
so true. And for everyone listening, if you'd like to send a text, it's 347-927-8398, correct? Correct. Uh, and also, I want to tell that uh, many people complain about your phone line, that it's not working. I gave the other number. Yeah. And right, we don't have the seventh one, right, the, the, the numbers aren't working. Yeah, the seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine is working fine. And the, the the website and the Naki radio and uh the, the other the other media is working fine. I would say that uh right now Good, then I am gonna do right now the five oh six number. We're gonna get it going. Excellent. Um what text what number do we have now that people can call up again? Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Or three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight eight three nine eight. Which one? Yeah, the text. The text three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Yes, excellent. Very good. Yep, it is working. That seven one eight number, and I will now log it in. Okay. Okay. What uh, we have? Uh, okay. This uh, this is the uh, uh, just. Called uh, one second. Let me answer the phone call. Sure. Yes, and we are just waiting for a question. So yes, definitely, how to do a vacation is important. Very, very, very important. Do, do, I, I want to, to talk, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about it, about what happened now in the uh, the Board of Education here in New York. I don't know if it's belong, but I know that a lot of I don't parents... know much about it. I don't know what was going on or the stories behind it. Okay. So, parents are really asking questions about it. Uh, yeah, I do know. I don't know what's go, what, what is going on. Um, for example, first I thought that it was, or at least when I heard from the Rabbanim, it sounded that it was um, very, it was a little very anti-Semitic, made specifically against the from Yidin. Then, so, again, I don't know, I, I'm just hearing things, so I just heard from what the Rabbanim said, and basically they're asking for hours of schooling, that's impossible to do that and still have, like, they want six hours, seven, including Fridays of every day. Seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours a day, including yes. a Friday. Yes. And then we're supposed to start doing our Lumude Kaidish. Yes. And almost to the level that I saw on the clip where Verizon said that if parents choose, it's not like, okay, so we won't get government funding, but it's also to a level that... Um, <clears throat> That parents will get uh, punishment. That's right. The parents will get punishment, truancy, if you don't send. And the school has to do it. So there's 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 just a lot going on. So I, that's what I heard. But then someone told me that it's a couple people making a problem that they're suing the Board of Education. This is an old law. Again, I don't know what's real, what's not, because people talk, and I don't want to repeat what people are saying without knowing the facts. Okay, what no, I just... do know is that it's very scary that we could be at such a time and you know where it could almost be a question that we think in today's days such a thing can still happen this this that is scary this is really something scary that's what we spoke about yesterday in the in the radio uh Cohen and me about about this this is the day like the and also the uh, by elbas we spoke about this is like time of the greek you know they're trying to to put push away from the torah 
And this is something that's very, very scary, especially that when, you, uh, you know, our, our kids can put any public school kids in, 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 in anything, you know, talking about uh, education, manners, and I, I, I know we know this. And now this is this is what it was upset. I, I'm going after the rabbi, and Rabbi Reisman would wouldn't do this video without any uh, knowledge about it. So yeah, this is something that's very scary. And I, 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 I if I was, I if I was one of these leaders, uh, I would tell it. I tell you what I would do. I would comment and basically comment all the Jewish, all the eating to register the children to the public school. Yeah. And let's see, let's pull the That's bluff. That's right. They say there's over 160,000 children in the school system. Let's see them come up with teachers where teachers in the public school system are getting sixty to $100,000 a year salary. Yes. Let's see that. Let's, yeah, let's, let's give us our, the, our rabbis these salaries and let's, let's, let's do it. Let's be, let's be, you know what? Let's pull the bluff. Let's them pay the yeshivot as they pay to the, to the, to the public school. And get get the same result. Let's say let's see what kind of crime would they have and uh, and the yeshivot. We don't have any metal detector. We don't have any 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 uh, school bo- uh, safety police. We don't have it. And they want to teach us how to behave and how to learn. I think uh, this is this is really anti-Semitic. I just without yeah. you know with all the respect. Yeah. And I think that it's put a, put a lot of. Mm, parents to a pressure and i would say to the parents don't be scared really don't be scared yes follow the let's say the follow the instruction of our rabbanim and let's see what what is they saying yep exactly it's definitely important and what i also find which is again just to show us that we're not batuach is with this concept that they pass the legislation, and you have like six weeks, and then they want all the schools to do it already. It's not like, okay, we have two years to fight it. It's about six weeks. I think I heard in like February, they already want everything Yeah, yes, yes, that's, that's, that, that's the point here. Really, that's like giving you uh, ultimatums immediately without any discussion, without anything, without taking care. And this is, this is what the people caring about other people. This is, this is the people caring about a born, new boy, newborn baby, that he would be wouldn't defined as a heir or sh- or is male or female. These people that caring about this nonsense, and then now they came coming caring about telling us to what to learn and how to learn. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a really a hypocritic and and and. I, it cannot cannot call it uh, in other names, you know. This really without uh, uh, dealing with it, really really anti-Semitic. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah. my friend. Okay. So I I would even yes. Let's go see. So again, just sharing with everyone the number to call up is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, or you can send your text message to three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight, and let's go ahead and understand. Um, I would go into the topic about, let's say, recharging ourselves or having goals and finding the balance of goals. 
the importance of finding balance in our goals is very important because something that we did not mention with that previous caller is that when you have a goal, and if your goal is only to reach the goal, then you're not enjoying the process. And the process is about where am I now? How can I get there? And that's the goal that we want to focus, but not just how will I get there, how can I also enjoy the moment? So while I'm doing my goals, am I enjoying it? Am I connecting? Am I enjoying people? That's where we really want to get to, the balance. And sometimes when people are just, I need that end result. I need to get that certificate. I need to get that, that money. I need to get that award. I need to get that recognition. Then while you're working, it's stressful. And is someone else getting it? Is someone else doing more than me? Is there a chance that I might lose it? Each of those stressors is what's taking us away from just enjoying where we are right now. And that is what, if we can find the balance, what's important. Again, the number to call up is 718-683-5858. Yeah. And it seems like uh, we, we are very uh, quiet today. And it's, I yeah. don't know if it's the technical problems that we, uh, we know we uh, still has. And if it's uh, your side, our side, telephone side, I just talk with Iran and talk with uh, other technician also. Yeah. And uh, I would All say right. that we, we're going to uh, wrap this, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So I think maybe we'll end it now. It's nine o'clock. And yes. Okay. So uh, uh, thank you to all our listeners and uh, Mordechai just used the last word. Yeah, thank you all everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Hatzlochen. Thank you, Rabnissen. Thank you and all the best. Thank you. All the best.